It is time for us to move into thought leaders, storytellers and griots. Thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. So there have been plenty of stories about Ukraine this week. And one of the things that caught my attention was, in fact, something that our newsreader mentioned yesterday, Modupi, when he spoke about the fact that the Russians were deploying a military general from the Syrian war to then go into Ukraine. And I started to think about the fact that even a little earlier, we'd been talking about Mali and the Timbuktu manuscripts and the fact that uh, we have seen Russians uh, in Mali most recently as well. So we thought we'd try and find out about that. Where are they in the world and uh, what are they doing? Professor John Stremlau is an honorary professor for international relations at Wits University. Prof Stremlau, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you, Michelle. Uh, I'm, I'm just sorry that we have to follow Stevie Wonder's inspiring song because this is <laughs> this is the antithesis of love, I'll tell you. Yeah, this is definitely not love needing love, or maybe love does need a bit more love at this point. Prof Stremler, a lot of this conversation is linked to something called the Wagner, the Wagner Group, and obviously we'll get to that in a moment. But, but we forget that the Russian military are, in fact, or the Russians are, in fact, involved in some form or other in a diversity of countries around the world. Perhaps you could just break that down for us. Um, it's a rapidly changing story, and um, the redeployment of the general, the so-called butcher of Syria that you mentioned, General Dvorkov, uh, to um, Ukraine is a reminder that I think Putin's rule of thumb is you can't have too much of a bad thing. And he really has um, uh, developed a reputation for someone who likes to prove that he's tougher than anyone, and in fact, the West will will cave in. Uh, the, the, they don't want to poke the bear is one of the terms that we have here to explain our policy down in South Africa toward toward Russia. They, 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 the rest of the world sort of gives him wide berth, at least they have in Syria, where um, this general, uh, the so-called butcher of Syria, who was deployed there in 2016, um, was complicitous in, in, uh, in, in President Assad's use of chemical weapons. We're not quite sure who did what. But remember, uh, Barack Obama put down a red line on that and then uh, didn't really act on it. So um, uh, 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 Putin seems to want to be hell-bent on proving that the Americans and others are a paper tiger, but it's all come together in Ukraine, as you rightly drew the line to from uh, from there, on the on the on the Mali situation, we can talk about that. I'm not terribly well informed on what's happening on the ground, but I do follow it a little bit. So, Prof. Stremlop, one of the um, angles that that uh, I've been reading and hearing quite a lot about is, as I mentioned, the Wagner Group, the Wagner Group, and I wonder if you could just talk to us about who they are and 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 how they play out in uh, the on the globe. Well, that's a good question. Um, uh, I, I call them the Wagner Group because it sounds very Western and and sort of anodyne, you know, uh, not not Russian, but just hired mercenaries, and yet they really are uh, instruments of the Putin government, as far as I can tell. The the uh, the brutality that the Wagner Group is capable of in Mali, according to the recent press reports of the 
uh, human rights uh, uh, watch group that uh, is a credible group of abuses of power. And, and this Wagner group went into a rural town looking for jihadists and murdered 300 civilians uh, uh, just to send a message, I think. Um, they, they, they really do reflect the, the kind of behavior that the Russians uh, advised uh, Syria on to survive, Assad to survive, and he has survived. And maybe this um, military in, in Mali will, will uh, continue to survive, even though they're under sanctions by ECOWAS, and even though they, they promised to have elections in February, that's why the sanctions have been put on in place. They seem to be hell-bent on, on, on retaining power. And the Wagner Group seems to take this page from Putin's book that you can't be too brutal to intimidate your enemies, in this case jihadists. I'm not apologizing. I don't know who a jihadist is in, 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 in Timbuktu, to tell you the truth. But they clearly are against the government, and the government is going to, is going to use the Wagner Group to, to, to intimidate them and to show the world that, uh, that, the, that the Mali government, like the Assad government or the Putin government, doesn't really care. I think one of the um, things that that kind of interested me with this story is to just try and sort of understand it. I mean, obviously, I am um, geopolitics is not my my oeuvre, not here on 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 the JSB. But what what interested me is that we have been focusing on the Ukraine, but we are we are uh, under messaging how how many countries we do see the Russians in. Uh, not just here, not just in, you know in Europe, but as as I mentioned, Syria. They, they were also in Afghanistan alongside the Americans, but also in Africa as well. And then I was I'm trying to understand why is this happening. I mean, we talk about Africa. We know that the Wagner Group has been in uh, the Central African Republic. We know that they've been in Madagascar. They were part of Mozambique at one point. What is this? What is this? I suppose. What is this? Well, um, I, I think you're right to struggle with that question, Michelle, and it's, 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 it's hard for listeners who don't follow this stuff. I, I have a hard time following all the complexities, and so you have to distill it down to what's really at stake here. What's really at stake here um, was identified by, by, um, by Martin Kimani, the ambassador in the UN, on the 22nd of February with regard to the Ukrainian crisis that was worsening. He said, look, Africans... Um, had very many communities that were the tribal, ethnically defined. They they put arbitrary borders on our on our states, and we decided we would f- defend the territorial integrity and the sovereign equality of states. Um, Putin has disregarded that because he's basically a tribalist. He's basically a Russian nationalist who's trying to recapture the grandeur of the old Russian Empire. I think. And he's gone into, to, into Ukraine, so the Ukrainians are fighting for all of us on this notion of, you know, we ought to at least have a minimal order in the, in the globe that is sanctioned by the U.N. Charter, is sanctioned by the uh, AU Charter, that uh, states are allowed to self-determine. And if they create real crimes like what happened in, in the genocide in Rwanda, then there ought to be some way to intervene collectively to rectify that situation in rapid human rights abuses. And, and Putin shows that by terrorizing civilians in Ukraine or in, in Mali or in Syria, the autocrat can get his way. And they're all he's, by the way. They can get, get his way. 
Mm. And so for South Africa, which has stood for the principles of negotiation and peace and inclusion and a constitution that separates powers and checks and, and a free press, to say to, to, to Russia, um, you know, they, they, South Africans hesitate to criticize the Americans, rightly so in my view, for going into Iraq. But two wrongs don't make a right, as I've written recently. And and in the Syrian in the Syrian case, we saw the testing grounds. We're seeing it again in the Wagner Group. But these are small countries off the headlines. People don't really care. People are busy. But Ukrainians are fighting for all of us right now because they are trying to resist the imposition of colonial rule again and are and a regression back to the old 19th century um, ethnic nationalism that is intolerant of diversity. That, that's, in a nutshell, my, my argument. One of our listeners just saying um, we should be reminded that the Wagner Group, the Wagner Group, I really don't know how to say it because I wasn't sure if it was after the German um, uh, composer. It may be. It may be. I don't know. Uh, you, know <laughs> it, you can call them what they are, but they're but they're thugs. Yeah, <laughs> that they failed in Mozambique and were in fact then replaced by another mercenary group, with the the Dyke uh, Advisory Group, apparently based in South Africa. I had heard that, but but I, but I'm not quite sure the details. I, I, I can recall that story. Uh, and, yeah. and you're 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 good to mention it because they're not always successful, and that's an important point for the listener to make. Uh, uh, you know, this is this is trial by error. Uh, in, in fact, it, it would be a bit of a stretch, but the old securocrats of the apartheid regime intimidated, 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 thinking that that would be um, the way to keep the, 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 the protests down, and they just couldn't bottle it up any longer. Yeah. And, and, uh, and that's, of course, the civil rights struggle in the United States the same way. Um, and the securocrats uh, in America um, drove a lot of the uh, Iraqi invasion, and look where that got, got us. Yeah. So um, th- this conversation is a very important one in that sense, Michelle. Prof, uh, in closing, when we talk about the, um, th- we, we know the invasion of uh, Ukraine is, uh, the question that, that, that is, it, it, people are asking is, this, I mean, not asking, they're knowing that this is an invasion of a sovereign state. My, yes. my question would be, what happens when the Russians don't invade a sovereign state, but they do what they did in Syria? They actually support the government in battling, as you mean, you, mean, you, you use the term terrorizing civilians. And this, I mean, that is not just terrorizing civilians, but, but uh, really um, pu- uh, enacting war against your very own civilians with the support of another country. I suppose that for me is is something that w- should be flagged as well. I mean, I thought about it in relation to South Africa. And I thought, what would happen? You know, just just you know, if you're going to scenario plan it, what would happen, for example, if um, the South African army decided that they wanted to battle against a certain uh, groups within South Africa and certain civilian groups? And they then decided to bring in the Russians to do that. I mean, we, we forget and we need to just remember and remind ourselves what that means. That's right. That's right. You should remind yourself what that means because it means it means trouble. It means big, big trouble. It means a, a destruction of the dream that was Madiba's dream for this country. And, and I, I think that that cannot be played with. Um, but what's in stake in, 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 in Ukraine is this issue because I think... 
Putin has overplayed his hands. He's 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 clearly underestimated the resistance of the of the of the Ukrainian people. He's clearly underestimated the solidarity that finally, finally, the rest of the world has shown in these UN votes. After all, Putin uh, only had five autocrats uh, backing him on those UN resolutions. I I, mm. I I wish South Africa had been voting voting for it, but that's another issue for another day. But your your point about the Wagner Group is is, is symptomatic of his testing this proposition. But he's he's really gambled big time in Ukraine right now with the same assumptions that he went into Syria or that the Wagner Group goes into Mali. And the question is, are can we can we stop this before it gets even worse? for all of us who believe in democracy. And uh, even on our very dear continent as well. Professor John Stremlau, thank you so much for joining us uh, and teasing it a little further apart for us. Professor Stremlau, Honorary Professor for International Relations at Wits University and looking at the geopolitics uh, that we are encountering or encountering throughout the uh, world currently really does raise some interesting questions as we move forward. 747, we are with thought leaders, storytellers and griots.